welcome to the space where creators have aligned a positive and intellectual collab of open minds. For sharing and learning from one another, it's a vibe. We give us a podcast on the mic. Subscribe, educators, spitting bars. I guess you didn't know I'm multifaceted and humble, taking off life goals. The classroom is my comfort zone where I plant and sow. Seeds of knowledge, compassion, empathy, and hope. Reading is the key to unlocking your potential. Countless benefits, including cognitive and mental. Regardless of the genre, books are highly influential. Go get yours, I'll get mine. Make you strive. Monumental. Come rock with me and get down to this new jam. I had a very simple plan Educate the masses Through books and life lessons It's the Grand Slam I'm out Tala Falava And welcome to the Reads with Rossa podcast If you can't tell already I am so excited To introduce today's guest She is a Tumaita'i Samoa She is a singer-songwriter Whose music is a fusion of reggae and soul Inspired by her life experiences Her family and Samoan culture she released her first single, Lost, in 2019, and I am a huge fan. She uses her online platforms to share her Samoan heritage through poetry, music, and dancing, as well as practical ways to live a healthy and balanced life. It's an honor to welcome to the show, Eden Yati. <laughs> How are you, sis? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. Man, I'm, well, can you tell? I, yeah, I'm just a little bit excited. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you here. How is it uh, in your part of the world? You know, how how is life over there? It's good. You know, it's been like definitely really different. I think mm-hmm. like the past couple of years have just been such a different kind of way of living for like everyone everywhere. So, yeah, it's been really unique. It's been a unique season of life, definitely. Yeah. But um, and- in terms of, yeah. There's a weather, it's like kind of like windy. <laughs> um, okay, well, before we uh continue, I-, I want to give you an opportunity, Eden. Uh, you know, I like to tell guests, you know, shout out your people, shout out your villages. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I would hmm. well, shout out to everyone back home in Aotearoa. Uh, I am from the well, my parents are from the villages of Falilate, Falia Lili. Uh, and Luffy Luffy and by Salan Savai. So shout out to the fans. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Eden's cousins, if you're not <laughs> watching this, what are you doing? And if you are watching this, go tell your aunties and uncles, <laughs> log on, subscribe to the Reads of Russell podcast. Your cousin is on the show. <laughs> it's man, it's uh, let me stop being silly. It's great to have you on the show, sis. Um man, where where can we begin? Uh, Young Eden, were you a reader? I like to ask all the guests this. Were you into books when you were younger or not so much? Man, I love this question. I love that because I was. I should say was because it was like past tense. Like, so I was a really big reader when I was um, a little kid and I loved like fiction. I loved mm. um, just getting into a story. I feel like that was like one of my favorite things to do. And yeah, so I was a reader when I was younger. Yeah, it's interesting. I love asking that question because um, many, you know, some guests have said, yeah, right from the get-go when I was young, I have those memories of reading, reading in the home. Others share that they didn't have books in the home, but their parents took them to the public library. And then others, other guests have said, well, 
to be honest, I really just started reading when I went to college or when I went to university, you know. Yeah. So it's been like guests have shared many experiences. So for you and, and your siblings and family, did you have books in the home or were you regularly going to the uh, like school library, public library? It was a little bit of both. Like we would have um, like some books at home, but I remember like being younger, my parents would always take us to the library. Um, mm. And yeah, I remember being like really young and just getting gifted, like it would be like a couple of books. And then those would be the ones that I would just read over and over again. And the first one that I remember as like, as far back as my memory goes, was this like book about, it was actually a factual one. And it was about like animals and like the animal kingdom. And I was just like so fascinated. I still remember it had these like, it was like a ring binder type of book. Mm. And it had like pictures of all these animals and like facts. But I don't know why, that was like my favorite <laughs> thing. And I remember just loving the Siberian tiger that was in the book. Like that was just like my vivid memory. And then as time went on, um, so my growing up my nana my mom's mom she mm. was really a really strong advocate for like Samoan language being taught in schools way back in like the day in yeah in Christchurch oh wow um, and so she would always gift me these like little um like children's Samoan books so that was really cool and um yeah I remember reading those and then I grew up and then became lazy and didn't like reading and I was like oh, I have a phone now <laughs> yeah well you know and hey that's the thing right um I I'm a huge advocate for audiobooks uh I'm yeah. sure people are sick of me talking about this but I I am only like a few years ago I started listening to audiobooks and part of the reason was um access like ordering books from overseas was a bit difficult especially accessing like Pacifica writers and uh, New Zealand yeah. books so I was I got into audiobooks and oh my gosh sis, it just opened up my world to a whole type of reading you know yeah. like being on like a real different level of connection with with the words like of course when we're reading a book the words you know they're flying off the page but when you're listening to someone narrating and my favorite thing is their memoirs when people are telling their story when they're narrating their life Aww. story like I, I recommend it like if, if you get an opportunity and you you're into memoirs you know other people's stories find an audiobook because it's yeah. it just changes the reading experience now I'm not saying you know I'm not a fan of holding a physical book you know yeah, yeah of course every now and then you know I have a bookcase and whatnot but yeah like I I would love for more of our Pacifica writers to put out um put out audiobooks because you, yeah. you want to hear you want to hear that island humor with that yes. Samoan humor <laughs> like right. Lani Wen Young's books I'm like I need that Scarlet series oh, on audiobooks yes. right now <laughs> like, yeah. oh my goodness I need to hear the aunties like you know stabbing <laughs> this character yeah. this character do you know what I mean so, so true <laughs> that's a, that's that's such a good thing to like oh, think about yeah yeah so um but it's cool how you mentioned uh your grandma you know your mom your grandma uh in terms of her work and advocacy for yeah. Samoan language books uh I know definitely in Auckland I know of you know people who are advocating for that but you don't mm -hmm. hear so much about like places like Christchurch or you know yeah. like other parts of New Zealand so I think that's that's actually um that's never been shared on here so oh. congratulations <laughs> you made it <laughs> thank you for sharing um who were some of your role models then when you were growing up as as a youngster um 
Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I had like quite a few. I think like my parents were like role models for me and so was my like my grandparents. I think I drew inspiration from a lot of the different things that they would do. So like there were different people that were like different kinds of role models in my life for different things. Um, but or do you mean like with books or like uh Yeah, no, um exactly how you've answered it. Yeah, no, of course. Um you know, the people in your lives, in yeah. your life. Um, what about at school? Do, are there any teachers that kind of like stood out in your mind? Uh, because I know that, you know, with guests I've had on, they've had different experiences, you know, as yeah. a Pacifica student, as a Samoan student in a classroom. So it hasn't yeah. always been like role models or anyone they yeah. can look up to. Mm. So uh, thinking back at school, so I went to school in, like I kind of changed schools quite a bit, not that much, mm. but like a few times. And I think I had different experiences at different schools. And um, in terms of, hmm, I don't, I want to say that I don't think that I really had many mm. role models at school, to be mm. honest. I went mm. to school in New Zealand, so in Christchurch for a little bit, and then I went to school in um, in Hawaii. I went to an elementary oh. school, yeah, here for like a couple of years, and then I went to school in Australia for a couple mm. years and then back to uh, New Zealand and Dunedin. And I didn't have a particular role model at school because there wasn't mm. a whole lot of, um, I wanna say like there weren't a lot of Pacific students. And I know that like the role models that um, kind of resonate with me would be like a role model that would be like, you know, Pacific Island student. Mm. It would, it's nice when you see them succeed and then you feel like, oh, there's someone like um, that I can identify with who feels like you feel like you gravitate towards that kind of person as a role model, or that's how I personally mm. like feel. And then I didn't really have that at my school. And in terms of teachers, not really. Like the support mm. wasn't hard out there, but there were like a couple of teachers that would be supportive, if mm. that makes sense. Like I wouldn't it say does. that they were necessarily role models, but there was like those one or two teachers that really like poured their heart and soul into like people mm. like me because I was I was not a good high school student. Um, <laughs> I tried sometimes. Moving to to different schools, were you at any time involved in the performing arts, like doing drama, doing yeah. music, like where? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I wasn't really involved in oh, performing arts. I don't think I was involved in, but I, I loved it because I think it was between music and performing arts. And so I kind of would uh, pick music. And mm. so I think in the the last school that I went to, we had a music class. And so I opted for music instead of, I think, the alternative option. And mm. yeah, I did pick music, but it was music theory. And I'm not going to lie. I'm so bad at music theory. Like I can't <laughs> read notes and I admire the people that can. I'm just like, a, uh, like what is this dot thing that like, yeah. you know, anyways. But yeah, my understanding of that was not the best, but um, mm. I did enjoy it. I loved the performing side of it and I loved learning mm. all those kinds of um, skills and things like that. You're you're the artist, right? Yes. So what, what do you think your siblings uh, would say about you? How would they describe you know their older sister oh man I oh I'm not honestly I have no idea I've never asked them what they think mm. I know that when I talk to them on the phone they're like oh we miss you so I was like oh. okay well surely I'm loving no, just, you know, <laughs> surely, surely I'm loving and caring at the least 
Um, um, but I think that, man, I don't know what words they would use though to describe. I know that hmm. maybe they would just, honestly, I'm not sure what words they would use. Like, but... what, what would you hope that they would say about you uh, as their older sister? Um, I'd hope that they would see, like, um, or I hope that they would say that, you know, I kind of like, I always give like 100% to my family and I'm always like loyal to the fam, you know, like, and a lot of what I do is like to honor them and mm. to make them proud and to hopefully inspire them. I hope that they are inspired by something that um, I've said or done. And yeah, I just hope that I can be a good role model to them. and. And yeah, I'm sure you are, and I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. That was a hard one. That was, you yeah. Really well. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about New Zealand classics because I think it was yesterday. Oh. What was it today? No, I think it was yesterday. I saw you post. I was just like, <laughs> "What is this girl on about?" So I saw you post the marmite and butter on toast. But it yes. was, that wasn't that wasn't what threw me off. I mean, yeah, tell us about that that post that you put up there <laughs> on Instagram. Tell okay. us, Eden. <laughs> so, man, honestly, okay. When I was living in New Zealand, I honestly did not appreciate, like, Marmai. It was not, like, on my, like, I have to have Marmai. I'm not a fan. But, and yeah, no, I, fair enough. I was never a fan. And then being away so long, I was like, man, I'll take anything from home. Like, there's just certain tastes that I'm like, oh, it tastes like my childhood. Mm. And so with the Marmite and Butter, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, my friend, um, she sent over this little, like, packet with, like, some New Zealand chocolates and mm. these other stuff. And then she included the Marmite. And I was like, this Ooh. is a random one. I was like, this is, we're either going to love it 10 years later or we're going to, like, not like it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I, yeah, just had to try that one out. But are you questioning my other? Yes. <laughs> what else? What else am I questioning, Eden? Tell us. What is okay. it that I'm questioning? <laughs> so, okay, I don't know. Was, did anyone else do this? I just forgot to ask because when, when we were younger and we couldn't afford the Nutella, we were like, hmm. What else is in the cupboard? So we would get the toast um, and the butter, and then we would like sprinkle Milo on it, yeah. and then put it in the microwave, <laughs> and then Ooh. microwave it for ten seconds, and then just take it. And we're like, oh, chocolatey bread, and Ooh. and that was it. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Does anyone else? That. <laughs> Does anyone else out there do this? Chuck it in the comments. I mean, you know, it's funny because I I read that and I was like, wait, did I read that right? And then, but now that you're explaining it, I'm like, yo, I could see how that would work. But now yeah. I'm like, am I going to try that? Uh, maybe, maybe. Let's yeah, see. I was just like, Let's this see. girl, <laughs> what is she on about? I want get some... <laughs> Getting creative. It's your creative side. I love that. <laughs> what are some other snacks or food that you miss from New Zealand? Oh, honestly, peanut slabs. Peanut slabs are oh. like, they're my favorite. Whitaker's chocolate yeah. is like the jam. Like that is the gold that I miss. 
Um, but other snacks, like I also miss like the twisties, the cheesels, oh. the burgerings. You knew this was coming, right? Yeah. You, you okay. were like, I've already got my list mentally. It's right here. Russell's going to ask. I got yeah. her. I got her. <laughs> missed it every day. So I was just like, oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but man. Then, just like, yeah, like what? Like, so those are the snacks. What about like? food like salmon food what what do you miss or do you get that there i do get so the salmon food i still can like get here they have a couple salmon stores so i'm just like oh still still feels like you know a little taste of home um mm. it's definitely like what else i'm trying to think um i definitely miss like our dairy back home i think just our dairy mm. is like really good but i also miss fish and chips like our fish and oh. chips is like the best like they just don't do that like they don't yeah. do fish and chip shops anywhere else I don't think or I'm not sure maybe they do yeah fish and chips is something I miss too like it's a whenever I go home like I have a bucket list of things okay if I eat a cream donut once I'm happy that's yeah. my cream donut for the year yeah. but fish and chips definitely is just that is something like I won't eat it a lot but this just like you said there's just nothing like New Zealand fish and chips for real <laughs> like, like you know can I tell you when I, I over here there's a shop my friend who's from New Zealand she took me to the shop like not long after we arrived in Japan like a few years ago and then <laughs> she goes we went and it was the fish was big and the, the the chips were big but she goes to me are you gonna do you want vinegar and I was like I was sitting with the ketchup oh I did it putting the sauce on yeah. you do you want vinegar and I was like vinegar She's like, yeah, for your chips. I was like, who the hell puts vinegar? <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one who doesn't know that you can put vinegar. I was like, wait, is that a balangi thing? I don't know. No, that's I was okay. like, for real? Did I was you like, try Whoa. it? Hell no. I was like, yo, I'm over here mixing my little tartia sauce with my ketchup. I was like, oh, now yeah. I'm all good. It smelled, it was just like, I was, I was thinking, that's whoa. I've lived in New Zealand and all this time I didn't know that people were putting vinegar yeah. on their fish and chips. That's, Ooh, hey, that's a new one. That's, <laughs> that's a new one. A new For one. real. <laughs> but you know, American food, I have to ask, like, what are some, uh, if you were to recommend American snacks to New Zealanders, like, what would be the go-to for you? What would be the, these are the top three things you'd recommend? Oh, ah, uh, man. Just straight it's up, too like, many, eh? there, there's quite a lot, and it's just mm. like I'm just gonna be honest. It's all just like my favorite junk food, and it's like <laughs> Dor it's Doritos, Cheetos, Ooh. and uh, they had like Lay's chips, the barbecue. Lay's oh yes, chip. yes. Yeah, that's probably my favorite ones here. I, the chocolate, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Depends what you like, but a lot of people like are oh, like the Hershey's bar. Mm. It's not my jam, but like I know a lot of people like that one. Yeah, mm. but yeah, yeah. Um, my friends they're Americans, so you know those Lay's chips and the Cheetos and all that, and that's how I know about that. Otherwise, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm an Islander. I might eat anything, but I'm just <laughs> like, you know, learn something new every day. Um, but they're always like talking about portion sizes 
like American portion sizes are so massive. I was like, bro, I would die. <laughs> like, no. like when they explain it, I'm like, who does that? Like they're like, yeah, the drinks, everything yeah. is like because especially in Japan, like if we're eating, they're always talking about how small the portions are here compared. I'm like, I just it's scary. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, that is like the truth though. That is like I was shocked too. I was like, oh, this is the lunch size? Like, I was yeah. like, what's the dinner size then? Yeah, the portion sizes are quite a lot. It's crazy, man. You know, I really want to ask you this because uh, I want to shout out Farah's Island <laughs> Baking. That's yeah. Eden's awesome mom, her baking business. So do yeah. you also enjoy baking and cooking or no? Okay. To, to be honest, I know I was like, oh, shame. No, um, I honestly did not like baking or cooking. Like, I just was, it's just not, it's not my uh, area of expertise, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I'd always watch my mom. But now that I'm like away from home, I'll be like, oh, I miss when my mom would make this. And then I was like, yeah, I should have oh, paid more attention. <laughs> right? So I was like, I guess I have to learn. And so now I've been like baking a lot more um but you know it's on and off sometimes I'll be in the mood to bake and I'm like oh yeah sure so I definitely do it a bit more now but it was oh. never something that I was into I was like oh it's okay like but my brother he's the one that's like really good at baking and oh. cooking yeah yeah I feel that eh? like um when we were growing up like my um like my brothers are really good at like like no shame I'm for real like they're so good at cooking and yeah you know they're just like they're so amazing in the kitchen and then I'm like the bare minimum you know I'm gonna just chuck everything in a pan and I'm good I'm happy yes. but those guys are like they're like master chef like this like I'm always in awe and I remember uh, my other brother Nelly like when we were growing up um my mum's older sister elder sister she was just amazing in the kitchen at baking and she would like tell us to come around the table I was just never interested in that like I was just yeah. I, I could not engage with that I was always just like not paying attention daydreaming but my brother yeah. Nelly like he was just a natural so now yeah I, I told that your stories <laughs> resonate with me that's what I'm trying to say sis that is what I'm trying to say that like yeah. my brothers are just amazing and I probably should while well, actually living over here you know I've, I think I've improved a little bit I, I do a little like baking when I can but it's just yeah. like a lot of the time I'm like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just dream about it but yeah. nah <laughs> <feel that> <laughs> uh, what memories uh when you think about mom's kitchen and you think about her cooking and baking uh what smells uh what scents come to mind that just kind of you that take you right back to oh. her kitchen definitely number one coco samoa like the oh. smell of coco samoa like that is like the ultimate and mm. then one of the things that she would always make is kikisanga so oh. every time like i smell like that i don't know what it is like it's like a savory type biscuit mm. smell and mm -mm. so when i walked into the samoan store over here i was like oh like that was like so nice it takes you back that. yes oh. and yeah just those kind of smells like that um by sorry by uh, that yeah just that like okay. the pie i'm not sure what the pie uh that pie crust you know yes, what i mean like yes i know like, just if you know you just yeah. know that specific 
pie crust. Yeah. Okay, uh, everyone who's listening or watching, we're just going to pause while Eden and I just drool. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about salmon, baked goods. Just right. give us a moment, please. Give us a moment. Uh, <laughs> you know, sis, I want to kind of uh, shift our, our salanoa to identity and, and family uh, in our culture. And alofa, ainga, and tautua, what do these values uh, mean to you as a uh, Tumaita Isamoa? Mm. Those values to me, man, they mean everything. I think they are mm. uh, like Alofa is like the basis in which like I try to operate from, you know, like, and I think they're the values that I keep in mind that always make me feel connected to who I am as a Samoan because mm. it's not always easy to be like away from like your community or be in a place where you're not surrounded by like your Samoan community or your family all the time. And so when I think about um, just important Samoan values to me, I feel like that encompasses um, a lot of where like our motivations or what we do or like our cultural practices and I think sometimes um, sometimes like in when I think about our cultural like practices and things like that like sometimes we get lost in that that we forget like the motivation behind it is always like alofa and saltua um, or just from my observation um, it doesn't happen all the time but just sometimes and so mm. I love holding on to those values like alofa that's like the place in which we do everything from like everything stems from that love for one another and then like tautua, our service to one another is kind of like how we demonstrate that love that we have for each other and I always think back to our like our traditional system of governance like in Samoa the Matai system mm -hmm. and when it's practiced in its authenticity like you know back in the day like when when I like think about like history um the way that it was practiced was always serving one another and mm -hmm. to me like just from observation it seems like it was always out of love you know like why do we like be involved in Fa'alabilabi like and I know that's like one of those things that, you know, mm. everyone's got different feelings, but I totally understand because I think everybody has different experiences with Fa'alabilabi as well. And mm. I'm sure people, you know, everybody's experience is valid, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, but when I just look at it and think about it from just like in, in our cultural context, like in, um, in those times in Samoa when it was, you know, just being played out in its like authenticity, like, it was always rooted in a place of love. Like we showed up for that family mm. over there because, you know, it's always going to like be reciprocated because we mm. show up for each other. And so when I think about Tautua, I think it's like, you know, that, that Samoan proverb, like, uh, you know, the path to leadership is service. The Tautua, mm. pardon mm. me if I, you know, don't say creepy, but, um, and so I think about that and not that leadership is the motivation for serving, but that love is our motivation for serving one another. And mm. through that, you actually become a really effective and impactful leader that serves the interest of your community and your people. And so the way that Ainga plays into it is like, that's how our Ainga unit is so close because not every culture has like, close family units the way that we do in like in the islands and so i think that these are like some of the values that always remind me um connected um feeling connected to 
who I am as a someone, even when I feel lost sometimes, I don't feel like I know, like I don't know, like there's so much mm -hmm. I don't know, but those are the like few things that I hold on to, to feel that connectedness and to remember like, hey, keep learning, you know, mm -hmm. and they inspire me, yeah. Mm, you know, we did you struggle with understanding like who you were, like your identity as as a youngster or as a teenager? Uh, you did mention, you know, you lived in different, you know, three different countries, but you know, did that affect your understanding of you know who you were, what it meant to be someone? Is that something you came to realize later? as as a young adult or did you know from a very young age like this is who I am and this is what it means to be someone that now that's a really yeah that's a really cool question because like yes like it definitely I mean yes my identity was like very influenced by the various places that I lived in so I really I did struggle quite a bit to like feel someone like if that is even you know like mm. sometimes you just don't even feel someone and mm. but like my parents would always say like no you are you are someone mm. you know because there's other people that can be like oh like you're plastic because you can't like mm. speak like fully. and there's always this kind of like yeah there's always that kind of thing with identity and like I understand I don't I don't know oh there's so much I don't know that I would mm. love to learn um but I think that it definitely can affect like how you feel about like your Samoan identity or for me, like my Samoan identity, like all the places I lived in because I wasn't constantly surrounded by mm. just Samoans. I grew up quite like multicultural. Um, right. And then later on when I got to learn a lot more and like be more involved in like, um, in like, within like a Pacific community and more Samoans, I got to really uh, feel a bit more connected to mm. um, my culture. So that definitely developed more and more over time. But my parents, they always like um, taught us like Samoan song and dance mm. and things like that. Yeah, and, and always like kind of instilled those values in us. Yeah. This leads on to language. Uh, and I remember you, you, uh, you know, you, on your page, you uh, not your wellness page, but your personal page, you post about, um, you actually write um, some beautiful poetry on there, by the way. Uh, and I've got, you know, I've caught snippets of it that really are thought provoking. And one thing that I saw was this, uh, you say, I am a citizen of Aotearoa, but my heart uh, will always belong to Samoa. And you talk about it, this idea of relearning uh, you say relearning my native tongue. Um, so, um, what ways, you know, in what ways are you intentional uh, with with sustaining, you know, the Ngangana Samoa, yeah. or keeping that alive in, in yeah. your own life? Um, the main way, like at the moment or in this current season definitely through like our Samoan songs and I mm. like sometimes I'll go to the gym and people probably think I'm looking like hard out like gangster music and I'm like sitting like listening to Benny Hotia <laughs> and I'm just like doing my I was like I'm jamming like I, you know, and I just I listen to that and because sometimes that helps me because um, then I'll be like okay hey, what is this song about and I'll try mm. my best to like interpret it like just 
in my own mind so mm. that I can like keep practicing hearing it because I'm not always around like um mm. like Samoan community so then I'll try and listen to that or I'll go and like watch old videos on YouTube whatever I can find um about Samoa and then I've got like these like books I think they're children's books I'm gonna be honest but I'll, I still read like even yeah. the language books for children because I'm like hey like I can learn from mm. even like the basics so I try to read, I try to listen, and I try to watch, yeah. and then There's nothing wrong with that, and I love that you've shared that part of, you know, children's language books because uh, I don't, you know, of course they're, they're geared towards, like, young children, but there's so much power in that. There's so much mm -hmm. that you can learn from those books. So I'm, like, all, I'm here for that, you know, and I love that you've mm -hmm. shared that because I feel like sometimes people are, like, that's only for little kids. I'm, yeah. I'm, that's not for me. You know, I'm an adult over here. But, you know, when you're trying, like, I think you've, uh, something that's key, as you mentioned, you know, when you're living away from home, but not necessarily around a Samoan community, um, you know, it helps to be able to find connections anywhere and yeah. everywhere. And that there's nothing wrong if it's in children's, uh, a children's dictionary, which is a Samoan dictionary, or you're learning through pictures, or you're learning through music, like that, you know, that is, you're being intentional, you're, that is your way to stay connected, and, and there's no one way to do it, so I love that you mentioned that, that's a very good reminder for you, all of you out there, do not be mad, do not be ashamed, you know, um, I know the Pacific, you know, like not just Samoan languages, Nguyen, Kukaila, Māori, Tongan, you know, they have so many resources out there uh, for language learners through pictures. So please utilize and, um, you know, get out there and, and go for it. There's nothing stopping you, you know, from mm -hmm. learning and sustaining your language. You know, um, I wanted to ask about dance and expression through dance because I know mm -hmm. that you love to dance tell us about uh, you've mentioned music and and making those connections listening to Samoan music and uh but dance Siva Samoa tell us about how important that is to you as a, mm -hmm. to, to a Samoa as someone as a creative as a musician so I found dance to be like really important, like in the sense that like man, like it because it's so connected to music, I feel like mm. very like connected to dance. And I think it's important because like it kind of it's a way that everyone is kind of able to participate. Like I remember um being in school and even though I didn't understand the language closely, one of the first ways in which I was really like involved in culture was through dance mm. and so it's kind of like a doorway for a lot of people that might not know how to even like get started on being involved in culture and I think that when you dance you you kind of like feel your culture and it's mm. like expressing it through your body like music is expressing and telling the story through like words and like a melody but then like to be able to do that with like your whole body is like a really like beautiful thing and I'm not really mm. the greatest dancer but I kind of just like listen to words and then as like a creative I'll be like oh I feel like it's telling the song is telling a story and then I'll, I'll try mm. my best to like interpret that in action just so mm. I can keep getting comfortable like getting more comfortable mm. with like Siva Samoa because I was like I mm. feel like it's it's hard 
because that's like out mm. of my comfort zone. So I'm trying to like make sure I stay like uncomfortable and learning. Yeah. Mm. Did someone like your grandma or mom, did they teach you, you know, Siva Samoa or is this another part of your journey that you kind of took on as, a, as just being a creative and another form of expression, like learning yourself? Yeah. So my mom did teach me when I was young, she would teach me like she was like just like simple dances and um, stuff like that. But then obviously like everyone gets busy, you know, like mm. I live like my life, like kind of, you know, like when you grow up, like you kind of like just do like your own thing or whatever. And so then I kind of like went away from like learning from directly from my mom for a bit, but then I was still able to pick that up like at, in the Samoan associations or like you know so it was something that like I got to receive at a younger age and then I chose to continue it mm. yeah so yeah and um, I want to talk about music what is your first recollection of uh, <clears throat> music uh, hearing music or even music in the home yeah hmm. probably in the car ride so music mm. Yeah, was always playing at like in the car or even at home. Um, I think my family just always enjoyed listening to music. So mm. yeah, that's my first. What kind one. of music? What kind of music were okay. you? Do you recall from those car rides, those car trips? Mum and dad's music. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. So it was my mum and dad's music, and that was like just like the randomest mix. It was like I don't know what. What is it like? little bit of like Bob Marley, UB40, yeah. there's some Bingo Boys and stuff. And you know, like the goods and Pacific Soul, Jamwa Jam. Um, and then like when I'd be like in the car with my grandparents, they'd be like Jim Reeves, Elvis, and you know, like mm. the good old like um who was it? Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> and then like when I'd be with my uncle, it would be like Tupac and Biggie. And like, you know, just like the most randomest, randomest mix of like music that I grew up with. And I was like, oh, I love it all. <laughs> do you, uh, and what instruments do you play? You, you Obviously you play the guitar. You play the ukulele as well? A little bit. A little I try bit? to learn, yeah. Mainly guitar. Piano? man like I, I want to play piano but like I can play like a basic chord but yeah. I'm just I'm not good at it but like I do I try to learn yeah but yeah mainly guitar yeah ah and then so I mean do your parents play any instruments or you know your siblings are they do they dabble in music or yeah so my my dad plays guitar and um my mom she doesn't play I think she can play ukulele actually interesting mm. And then my siblings, yeah, they play guitar and then they learn and a little bit of piano as well. Yeah. Are you guys the Von Trip family? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine your your evening locals or your, you know, uh family time, uh man, is everyone just battling each other? Like what's that what's that like? You must you must miss it. You must I miss do. it. Everyone's like however many guitars there are in the house, that's however many people are playing the guitar. <laughs> and then everyone's singing and yeah I, I i do miss it it's good uh so i don't know if you can do this this is a bit of a challenge but how uh five words that describe what music means to you uh five words okay um 
some of them are going to be super cliche but like creative like expression oh is mm. that that's two words yeah so um okay. storytelling um art and ooh, like i want to say emotion mm. mm. uh, i'll give you some extra words there you're all good you're okay. fine <laughs> <laughs> oh this is yeah it's pretty it's pretty tough mm. um if i were to can i do a sentence i'll do a sentence of course absolutely sis go ahead i want to say creative expression of the soul like right off the bat that's probably my number one thing but i was like oh is that like how many words is that <laughs> oh creative expression of the soul that is five okay oh, okay <laughs> okay okay i see i see i see you eden cut it out i love that i love that um, how would you describe your sound um, um probably like a little bit of like kind of like neo soul reggae i think that's what mm. a lot of people have said um what do you mean like uh yeah, no, that neo soul, you know, neo soul reggae. I like that. Mm. Yeah, like when I started out, I started out kind of like, um, or just like playing like videos when I was um, mm. sorry, recording videos on my phone, like just playing guitar. I was kind of just like acoustic. It was more like acoustic mm. soul, and then once I was able to like work with like a band or just like jam with more people, then I was able to have that fuller reggae sound that was kind of part of like the vision so yeah that's definitely the what i would say wow. i lean towards mm. and what i want to talk about uh your songwriting process uh or even when you're writing poetry like yeah tell us about that like where do you draw inspiration from um do you have to be in a particular mood or is it whatever mood uh gets you in whatever emotions you're feeling at any point in time that's what gets you in the mood to write yeah actually kind of the latter so it's mm. kind of like or sometimes it will just come to me sometimes i'll be like inspired mm. by something and then like and it could be like a really challenging season in life and i'll just be inspired to write about it because i can't put into words exactly mm. how i'm feeling or exactly how to describe that season and so then mm. i'll like play something on the guitar or like on like a little bass line or something on the piano and then it kind of just flows like i don't know mm. so that's kind of like my songwriting process and well that was it before and then like more recently it was kind of just like dry like there was just like no inspiration i was just like man mm. like and then I just like, I went to this random like music event and I was like listening to someone playing and I was just like inspired again. And then mm. I came home and then like the inspiration was there. So I'm inspired by quite a lot of different things, but I think definitely I'll write something when something really like ignites like a fire in like my soul. And I'm just like, whoa, like I really felt like that message from that person. Or I really felt mm. like that, guitar solo well yeah it'll, it'll be like the randomest stuff yeah mm. 
sounds difficult. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. How do you pick yourself up when when you're in, you know, as as someone who writes and enjoys it, but then when there is not the inspiration, do you, then, like you said, you went to this random festival and, and you were inspired, like, do you then say to yourself, okay, I really need to go searching for some inspiration, or do you really just kind of like, are you like, let me just be still and just let what happens happen? Yeah, definitely, like, I'll just kind of just take it easy because I think for me because music is like just for me personally like it's very like soul-led and so I'm just mm. like I need to like feel this like whole thing with my whole being and I need to like be connected to like whatever I'm writing and if I'm not connected to it then I'm like then I probably would rather just take a step back and just like okay mm. like let's just take a step back and take a break because sometimes you need to just like breathe and like have like a exactly what you said like just be still and mm. then and then inspiration can come like at a later time like there's so many things that I've half written mm. and then like months later I'll be like oh my goodness that's it and then that's it yeah and so like I'm like oh because there's so much stuff that I've written that's just not finished I'm just like oh mm. when are we gonna get anywhere with this but yeah it comes slowly and piece by piece sometimes or sometimes it will just all come at once so do you have a book or a journal notebook where you write or on your phone with the notes or um you know yeah. on your computer like what what kind of person are you notebook computer phones I I'm a bit of both well now I'm a notes person because mm. well I wasn't planning on well, I didn't know that I was gonna like not have my stuff mm. in New Zealand like I just didn't plan to like Anyways, oh sorry, I'll get into that another for time. For COVID, but, yes, <laughs> no well, one yeah, planned. Exactly. You know what no I mean? One. Like for real, man, it just bit us out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, for real. And so yeah. I was just like, oh. And so I had before that back home, I had this pink notebook, and it was just this random gift from my cousin. And I started mm. writing one song, and I think it was like the first song that I ever wrote. And I was like, oh, and I would just. And after that, I would always go back and write all my songs in that little pink book. Even if I wrote it somewhere else, like, I'll come back home and I'll be like, oh, I need to write it in the pink book right. because this is the book that has all my stuff. Um, but then, like, coming here, I was like, oh, I got notes, so I'm just going to use notes because at least I can always have it. Mm. So, yeah, it's become a note thing. Yeah. Favorite psalm, one song, you can only choose one, sis. Just one. Okay. <laughs> you're so quick you're like i got I, this it's like my og i was like this is the one like that's yeah. my favorite what is it about that song that is what is it that makes it your favorite i think it just reminds me of like all the like family gatherings we'd have because that was always like a featured song and yeah. my parents would always play in the car and then we get to like my uncle's house and they'd be playing it or someone would be playing it and then I would just always think of those times like with my family or like you know the whole extended family getting together and like so that's mm. one of my favorite songs just with the memories attached to it and just the guitar thing that he does yeah. at the beginning I'm just like oh it just like it's such a <laughs> it's a distinct sound and right. you know when that Iggy comes in, it's like, yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, I know the song already. Right. If you know, you know, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, uh, do you have a favorite Veseloku, a favorite hymn, or there's too many to choose from? Uh, there's so many beautiful ones, but I think mm. my favorite is Elotama. It's just like oh. such a, 
I don't know. It's like a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about, I mean, we cannot talk about music without talking about your first single, Lost. Um, Like, I am so patient. When you put out more music, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm I'm (laughs) such a fangirl. I mean, I know this was your single, but there's, I've heard you sing before. Like, it's not like this was the first time I heard you sing. (laughs) That's why I'm a fangirl, is that I've, you know, I've heard you, I've seen videos from, you know, years past. Yeah. Um, love your sound, love your vibe, love the emotion that you convey when you're singing. Like you really draw in the audience. Okay, well, oh, what a serious guy. What was this? But so, so I say all that to say, uh, let's talk about lost. Um, actually, the going through the motions of uh, not just you know, obviously you write the song, but then putting it out there to the world. I mean, can you tell us a but that experiences like yeah and it's honestly like it was really like nerve-wracking it was just mm. putting it out there is like really s- scary in a way like mm. um but if I go back to the creative process of it it was a really it was a really fun one um mm. to do like in the studio like with the people that I was working with like they were just a whole vibe like mm. the most talented like I just I always admire people that are just so incredible like at what they do and then yeah but before even getting to record it the songwriting process for that was kind of just like I was like on a break from class one day and mm. I was like oh, I'm just gonna stop by at the music rooms and then I was feeling a little something like on my chest like there was just some some stuff like in my mind and I was just like I just like can't get it off so then I just started playing around with like the different settings on the keyboard and then it just kind of like came to my mind I was like oh I should write that down and so then I just wrote it down and I finished it and yeah so I'm telling the story backwards here but it's okay it's okay um but yeah so I did that and so like just really grateful that I happened to be taking a music um course that year so like mm. part of the course was studio time because I was like wow like I don't know if I would have gotten to have the opportunity to record at that time mm. and that season with those like people um but yeah and so then that was in 2017 actually when I got to mm. record it and then eventually I was like oh maybe I feel like I want to wait and do like a video with it and so then I just like kept like kind of adding and then 2019 mm. I was like uh well maybe i'll release it i was like oh maybe yeah. not and i was like oh maybe i'll wait or oh, maybe i should do it now and then like it was just constantly <laughs> back and forth with myself and i was like i don't know what to do mm. and then i was like uh oh. and then my mom was like just do it just do yeah. it and then like i was like oh but i'm, I'm nervous she's like just if you like are happy mm. with it and you're excited just go for it i was like okay so yeah i love that yeah you got nothing to lose and so much to gain from the experience. You know, upon reflection, is there anything you would have changed about the the whole experience of recording and then of the writing, the recording, and then eventually resting for a bit and then getting it out there? Anything you would change about the experience or anything that you've learned that you say, okay, next time, this is what I'm going to do better? There's definitely a lot of things that like in the process of like uh like waiting and releasing like that process i think there are so many things that i probably could have like done better or just improved Mm -hmm. on i think there's always things that we can improve on in reflection um 
and I learned so much. I think that's mm -hmm. where I just learned how to even distribute. I like had no idea about distributing music. I had like incredible people like mentoring and helping me and just giving me advice. And I'm, I'm mm -hmm. so grateful because up to that point, I really knew nothing. And mm -hmm. so then like everything up to that point was everything was learning. Like, so I'm just, yeah, really grateful for that whole experience. Cause I think that in itself was like a learning point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wouldn't change it though, because I think from that, I definitely got to like learn so many things. You know, uh, you also did Safar Sounds. I know I'm taking, uh, it's just that when you did it at this time, it was so exciting. It was exciting <laughs> to see you on that platform. You know, yeah. Safar Sounds, Honolulu. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I think that's huge. And I just, I know I'm going back, but I want to talk about, uh, man, how was that experience for you, like, exciting? <laughs> it was. It was so exciting. Man, like, yeah, that was a really, really, like, it was just really special, like, and mm. it was, like, an honor to even be able to, like, um, just perform with, like, the people that were there and mm. to be able to share music with people in that space. Like, it was exciting, but honestly, I was, like, freaking out. I was really nervous. I get so nervous. I'm not mm. even going to lie. I was like, I am always nervous. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> It was, but then I was like, no, I'm sure the nerves is just excitement mm. and, you know, a little mix of both. Mm. And so, oh, sorry. No, you're, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was a really cool experience and it was a, mm. another learning experience. I just, everything that like, in terms of performance, all of it is just like, I learned so much. Yeah. Mm. And who are some of your favorite artists, musicians, like, you know, who influence your sound or even just uh, inspire that love for and passion for music? Oh, man, there's so many. That's that's a mm. tough one. Um, oh, that's, re that's, really, that's a really tough one. There's a lot of people that have influenced like my sound, I think, mm. um, and the people that I love to listen to. Like growing up, like I love Bob Marley and UB40, and I think Bob Marley, like classic, like oh, gave me like that love for reggae. Mm. Um, and then, uh, I want to say like in New Zealand, like I'm really inspired like by like. Um, the sound from like Aradna and Sammy J and Fat Freddy's Drop. Like I love their vibes. And I think that like they have a really unique sound and it's a real mm. like New Zealand sound. So that's kind of like inspired like a lot of like my sound in a sense. Yeah. Mm. Um, Are you hoping to uh, release more music? Uh, over you know the next few years yeah I don't know if I can ask that but I'll ask it anyway <laughs> yeah no no that, that's all good I am hoping to I am hoping to I don't I can't guarantee um mm. I think this it's so different because mm. I feel like in New Zealand I was just like I was like okay I'm just getting started mm. and now I'm like oh just kidding I'm just getting started all over again so mm. like there's definitely a lot of learning um, for mm. me to do here um, in terms of like 
yeah just like it's it's different when you kind of like don't know anyone like back home like there were so many mm. people that was just giving me a lot of advice and helping me connect it and like get connected and um yeah it's like starting from scratch over here so mm. i want to and i've been meeting like a lot of really awesome like music people um and so i hope to like the songwriting is definitely progressing it's just getting uh getting through the process of recording mm. and all of that stuff that will probably be prolonging it or something. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, right? It takes yeah. time. Um, and like you said, you know, making connections, networking uh, is part is a huge part of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that all in good time, all in God's time, you know, when it happens, it will be the right time. It will yes. be the right time for you. So, oh, whenever that happens, I can't I'm excited. <laughs> I am putting you on blast. I do not care. I am putting you on blast. Like I just want you to know, like I am just still a huge fan after all these years. And oh, I you. just, yeah, I'm. Whenever that happens, I'll be waiting. Yeah. I'll be waiting to put you on blast. I'm, yeah. you, have you ever thought about uh, writing a book of poetry or, you know, publishing a few, you know, I, I feel like I've read when I, just the little bits and pieces that you've posted on your, on Instagram, it's real deep and it's real moving. And I'm like, man, she's got a lot to say. I could, I wow. could, I imagine that this could be part of a collection or a book. I mean, I'm not trying to put extra things <laughs> on top on your plate, like as if you haven't got enough going on. But I'm just saying, is it something that you've thought about or? No, actually, I've I've never actually um thought about that before. Mm. Um, I do love like I love poetry. I love um like reading poetry, and so mm. man, like I never thought about. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if my stuff is like good enough to be published. So, mm. well, I I was thinking about you because you know um, my books my my Instagram account, the public one is a it's a bookstagram account. Like meaning, you know, I love to promote books and things on yeah. there. I like to. Uh, well, I was a bit slack last year because it was mostly <laughs> podcast stuff, but I do like to as much as possible push. Um, you know, highlight Pacifica authors and writers and books that are being released from our, mm. our people. So, you know, every now and then they put out a call for, you know, writers uh, for a poetry collection or for short stories oh. and things. And I think of you all the time because I'm just like, oh, I wonder if this would be something that you would do. Like, yeah. you know, they're always looking for writers to wow. put in an anthology and, um, you know, even writers with no experience, you know, like yeah. first time authors kind of thing so I, I'm gonna keep my eye open and if anything else yeah. comes up this year I'm flicking it your way because I just I, think there's just a whole layer of man I can't even explain it like when I read it I'm like real moved and it gets it's real thought-provoking wow. so um I wanted to actually this is perfect because I wanted to um this is something that I loved which is <laughs> something that you wrote about graduation and this is you know a few years ago um, and I do have a question that's coming, but you wrote, we all have a different purpose in life, a different form of success, a different story of inspiration, a different personal legacy that we will leave behind. Ultimately, love is the most important legacy to leave behind. But love and action should push us to fulfill our purpose. And I believe our purpose 
will always involve lifting others up, whether directly or indirectly. And actually today, uh, this is perfect. You know, I've, this is something I'll be like, I got to find the time to drop this on. But <laughs> you have alluded to a lot of the things that you've shared today. Um, kind of, this reminds me of that. So I was wondering, because a question that you had in this post was, what kind of ancestor are you? Like, what kind of ancestor am I? So my question is, what kind of ancestor are you? Which is a bit, yeah. I really loved that post. It was just, yeah, it just spoke to me. It was very uh -huh. moving. So. Thank you. Oh, man. kind of ancestor am I? I hope to be one that will be remembered for just serving others and um, I don't know, yeah. I hope to serve, inspire and just do my best in whatever I'm given to do. Um, and Oh, that's a really hard one, eh? Because I guess I'd like to be the kind of ancestor that I think of when I think of like our ancestors in Samoa who were just filled with wisdom, who were filled with like such like, you know, just pride in who they were and who mm. always thought of the generations after them. And so if I could be anything like our ancestors back then who always thought of the future generations who always did everything and acted out of just like out of their like love and care and just like the vision that they had for their the future generations that would come after them like that is what inspires me and that's what like i hope to emulate in like my life and that i hope to like continue and yeah I'd hope to be an ancestor like the ones that inspire us, yeah, to be better, mm. to do better, and to lift up everybody around us into wherever, like, they're trying to go. Yeah. Mm. I like that. You know, uh, you also have a, a a page, a platform where you uh, share your health journey and inspiration, and I wanted to ask you outside of fitness and exercising what are some other activities uh, that you like to do to help with you know your mental health and self-care mm. oh outside of medicine health I actually do like to read now I should say, yeah, that's one of the things that like I've I've been trying to make myself do because like when you take the time like away from like your phone, away from the socials and you just get into a book, like it's really inspiring and it's just like kind of, it, it takes your mind to like a different place and you feel mm -hmm. like you're in a different world and you're just like, uh, I don't know. So I love like reading it can be stories, but I mostly like to read, like, um, just, like, books that help me, like, with um, just, like, habits and things like that. I also like to, yeah, play music. Like, that's another way that I like to um, 
yeah i play music or i'll i'll listen to podcasts actually i do quite enjoy mm-hmm. like listening to various podcasts um including yours Rita Rosa. <laughs> it's just like it's nice it feels like you're hanging out with someone while you're like at home and you're just listening <laughs> and i'm like oh i feel like i'm chilling you know <laughs> and so that's really like nice um yeah mm. i like to do that i try to do hikes and stuff like that but i'm mm. just gonna be honest it doesn't happen all the time um mm. but yeah like get out in nature that's what i, I try to do um yeah yeah i like your page because you always like you're real like that uh what i mean is like you talk about when there are days you don't want to do you know like okay yeah. it's been a while since i've been to the gym or I don't feel like it, but I still wet, you know, like that's yeah. real. Like that's <laughs> that's what I love about it is that it's just that real vibe to uh to what you're sharing with you know on your platform, you know, and, and I think there's like social media is so hard because it's almost like I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, like you know, you shouldn't feel like you're forcing yourself to do something, but really enjoying it you know really saying that this is time where I'm being intentional and I enjoy what I'm doing and that I realize there are other times where I kind of like need to disconnect and and whatnot take a breather and and that's okay so I really I love what you share on that page um it reminds me I gotta do better but then I I love like 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 and still not doing it so but I I do love what you share Uh, on your page and I think earlier when I asked you about dancing this is what I want to ask you in terms of uh, your health journey what is it about um, dancing and and being near the ocean like when we think about health and wellness oh wow that's that's cool that's Man, when I'm dancing by the ocean, I think the thing that I really love is like, I mean, in terms of health, like dancing is just a great physical activity. Like it's such a beautiful way to like move your body, but in a way where like you are connected kind of to like you're you're staying connected and you're being rooted and you don't even need to think about moving your body because you're just like, mm. oh no, I'm just expressing myself. And yeah. it's like awesome. You're getting like the blood flowing at the same time. And so, and then being by the ocean. So I was, I recently learned this thing and it's about like negative ions and how they're really good for you. Okay. Like, please look it up guys. Like I'm not trying to, not trying to say I'm an expert in this, but I heard like negative ions are good for you. And the few place, one of the few places where you can like get negative ions is by the ocean. And so like just being by the ocean itself is like, it's got like positive effects on you, on your body, but like on like a deeper level. I think that being by the ocean reminds me of everything that I know of our like Pacific people that we are like navigators of the ocean we're voyages mm-hmm. and like we're people of the Moana like that's what's so beautiful and so dancing by the ocean it kind of encapsulates this like physical wellness activity that you're doing but like on a deeper level you're doing it with this like kind of like a spiritual intention as well and you're being like connected mind body and soul being in nature practicing like you know dancing which is part of your cultural identity and it's just like this I don't know it's so beautiful like the whole the whole feeling of it 
Yeah, no, I, I asked that um, on purpose because I too <laughs> have, um, I mean, I, I love the ocean. Like um, I asked that because I wanted to hear from, you know, the, the, the perspective of, you know, dance as an expression and being, you know, that connection to the ocean. For me, if I go on a trip, uh, I always factor in, I always have to have a day or a few hours of my whatever I'm doing to go to the ocean. Like everywhere, like I, I do these, like whether it's a day trip or a few days trip when we have like school holidays yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's winter, if it's autumn, whatever the season, like I will always, I'm always drawn uh, to the ocean. Mm. Uh, kind of sounds dramatic, but what it is, is like, it's just, it gives me peace of mind. It's just the sound of the waves is calming. Uh, it just really relaxes me. It, it kind of takes away, like if I'm having a rough time, I'm like, okay, this is, I, I need to be near the ocean so that I'm just, I just feel at one. <laughs> I know that sounds like dramatic. Yeah. I feel at one with with nature or if yes. um, if not the ocean, then I'll go on a hike. Um, I just, yeah, I, I love, um, there's so many beautiful places here in Japan uh, outside of the big cities, you know, going out to the countryside, uh, going to the ocean uh, and the coast, checking out the coastlines. It's just so beautiful. And I just, it just, I feel honestly, man, there's just something about um, being by the water that just is so calming. Like I always come away feeling like um, my cup is refilled. I you know, now I can yes. just continue. Uh, and my friends know, eh? they're like, oh, this guy going to the yeah. in winter. But it is like, <laughs> honestly, like um, in Jan like um, a few, well, in January, I went on a three-day trip and one of the days was intentional. I went out to this beach that I've always wanted to go to, but it was, it's just so far, but I was like, I've got the time off, I'm going, and it was just so beautiful, I sat there, and I just was watching these people surfing, <laughs> and it was winter, it was freezing, <laughs> I had my winter coat, everything, but it was just so good for my, I just felt so much more energetic and alive, I yes. sat there, and I just journaled, and it was great. I probably, like, if people were watching, like, what a valley sitting there on the beach so cold. But I was just feeling some kind of way. Sorry, that was a very long story. But what no, I want I to say it. is I feel I know what you mean by that, like, um, yeah, being connected to the ocean. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I so resonate with that. Yeah. Um, uh, so in terms of this year, uh, what are you, what are some goals that you're working towards or even just one thing that you're like, this year I'm going to be better at this? Ooh. Man, there's, there's a lot of things that I'd like mm. to be better at. Um, I think this, ooh. this year I definitely want to be more, um, uh, it sounds weird to say it, but like kind of like be more confident in the things that like I do, like in the things that I'll step into. Because um, mm. I still get that thing where I'm like, oh, no, you're not really that good at it. You know, like mm. I can't remember what that's. Imposter syndrome, right? Right. Okay, like, that's what it's never, called, yes. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I 
I feel you. And so that's definitely something like kind of like identifying when it comes and just like, you're like, no, like, no, like this is, you know, this is like, you came here to do this thing. Like sometimes when I'm like, even just singing, I'm like, oh, but you're not as good as someone. So we're like, oh, but you're not that good. And like, man, I know when it comes and I'm just like, I can either let it win or I can like win over that, mm. you know? And so that's something that I'm, I'm trying to like, just get better at identifying more. Um, mm. And then, yeah. And then probably the other thing is probably just like, ah, oh, let's see. I'm not actually sure. There's quite a lot of things. Yeah. So mm. it's quite a lot of goals. No, no, no. Goal. That's okay. I think uh, one is, more than enough shared you don't need to tell us everything else because sometimes <laughs> we just need to keep some goals to ourselves so we're not you yeah. know true that <laughs> let's not um, yeah. do you have a book recommendation or you know something that you want to share with us actually yes because i was like okay it's the reads with rosa so we know <laughs> we're gonna get into some books so. <laughs> I was really proud of this because I was like, I actually finished reading it and I haven't like, oh. finished reading a book in a while. But um, it, it sounds really cliche, but Atomic Habits. So mm. I read this because everyone, like I saw like a lot of people sharing this book and I was like, what? And so like I was at, um, I can't remember where I was. I was either at Barnes & Noble or one of the shops. And mm. I was like, oh, Atomic Habits, it's there. And so I decided to just like get it and read it and man, it was really good. Like it was really worth like the time that like I got to spend reading it. So that is like one of those books that I think that no matter what profession you're in, like you could be like a singer, a musician, like a performer, mm. a teacher, lawyer, like anything. And like this, the things that it talks about is just like practical mm. ways to just help you like improve in whatever you're doing. So I thought that was like a cool one. Um, but okay. Um, yeah, so Atomic Habits. And then another book I'm reading that I just finished was about health. It was called Deeply Holistic. And it was really cool, mm. like natural like remedies and just like ways to like improve your health. Like, you know, just like little simple mm. ways. Um, so I have different, sorry, I should say this. I have different books for like different things. And I'm one of those people like I'll read one page from one book with like a few pages. And then like the next day I'll read a few pages from a completely different book. And so don't even don't even don't sweat it, sis. You do not need to explain yourself to me. And I say that because I'm exactly the same. Okay. I'm currently reading four books. I, don't don't judge no, me though. No, don't judge me. I do exactly you do not have to explain. I'm like, I get that. That resonates right. with me. Yes. Cause I'm just like, but I don't want it to end just yet. Like I was like, I need to like go slowly through these journeys. And mm. so yeah, those ones and then I was reading like a murder mystery, but I can't remember what it was called. Mm. Um, but I'm currently also reading, I have like my, like those like self-improvement books. And mm. then I have like some of the more like cultural books. Mm. And then I'll have like, um, like health books. So I try to like mm. cover the different stuff I'm interested in. And one that I just started is Langanga by Malama Malaysia. And so oh, that okay. kind of talks about like the like Samoan system and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't have the hard copy. So right. I'm not going to lie. I just go on like Google preview. I'm like, okay, I'll just read what I can until I get the yeah. actual book. And then, For real. Um, yeah. Um, but I also do read some poetry. So yeah, 
I'm so sorry. There was not one book recommendation here. No, there was like no, five. That's, 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 hey, hey, I'm, I am, man, I think it's fantastic. And it's, I love, you know, I'm listening to you and just hearing so much joy as you're talking about this. And I'm yeah. like, well, look at you, Eden. You're a reader now. Okay. I, I so. see you. So, I mean, I love it. I love it. And, you know, like there are sometimes, like, to be honest, like straight up, I, um, a lot of books that I read are for, I read because I want to recommend, I want to see how it is and I'll recommend to my students and mm. then I might read memoirs, but I really do go through reading slumps. Like yeah. I, I go through reading slumps and I used to have like goals that I set for reading, but I realized um, I wasn't meeting the goals because I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm trying to get to that goal. And I, trying to read any book and I was just yeah. like that's where the slump was happening like mm. um so you know that happens like as readers yeah. you know even as someone who runs a read a bookstagram a reading <laughs> account like I'm, I'm I people now I'm like yo I'm not even out here trying to be like I read all the time my bookcase is horrible I do not color code <laughs> anything like I'm not that person but you know it's okay you know uh, when you're in the mood, you're in the mood to, yeah. to read. So that's all that matters. You yeah. know, um, as we begin to, uh, as we hit, uh, start wrapping up the show, I want to ask, I know I said before I have two questions, but there is one uh, that I want to ask. You know, in reflection and as you think about uh, where you've come from, things you've achieved, uh, things that you have had to unlearn, things that you are still learning, uh, and ways in which you're continuing to evolve as as a young woman, uh, as a Tama'ita Isa, more living in the diaspora. Are you content with where you are at this point in time uh, in your life? Honestly, no, <laughs> hmm. not really. Um, and I think it's because I'm a person that always, I'm always like seeking for more out of myself. So hmm. the past season was definitely, I felt like discontent hmm. to be honest. Um, but at the same time, that discontentment taught me to actually be content, which is weird. It's mm. like this like double thing. No, where it makes I was sense. Like, yeah, like, and so it's like, yes and no. Like, yes, I know that there's more, but mm. also, well, sorry, no, because I feel like there's more, but also yes, because I'm learning that even when I know that there's more, like maybe it's just not time. So like, I guess the answer is yes, kind of. Mm. great answer yeah. and i and i mean i think um you know you have shared so much in this podcast episode and i just think you know i hear growth i hear uh, learning experiences i hear challenges that you have overcome but i also hear yearning to still learn and to still unlearn and to still um, chase those goals, you know, so you mentioned before, you know, am I good enough? You, I think we all, it's something that is common, 
with our people. I've had guests on here who have said the same thing, you know, am I good enough? Uh, in the different uh, spaces that they are living in and working in, different communities, but always questioning, you know, like, am I good enough? It's the imposter syndrome. And the the, 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 the question, the answer to that, yes, Eden, you are good enough. You have so much more to give. I am, you know, I am so grateful and absolutely stoked that you said yes to coming on the show. I have not... Um, you know, forgotten just what an amazing musician and songwriter you are. Like, I've been such a huge fan since Dunedin days, you know, with my brother there and how you guys would jam for fun, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, like, you know, things like that. Like, I just want you to know that you've still got fans out there um, and just want you to stay encouraged and, yeah, just, you know continue to uh yeah just keep going uh you know I'm inspired by the things that you uh put up on your platform which I know is just just small elements of who you are but still uh just know that you are reaching uh people well oh, definitely me you. so you know just <laughs> as as you. we wrap up this podcast I really want to wish you all the best uh, for the remainder of 2023 and you know yeah just um you know stay connected yeah. if you need anything shout out I don't know what I can I don't know but <laughs> if you need anything shout out and just um keep believing in yourself keep writing keep sharing uh that beautiful uh poetry um yeah but I'll be waiting <laughs> no pressure uh. I am going to be waiting <laughs> For music, or I will, you know, I, I have your, um, you know, I subscribe to your YouTube page, so I still watch your shorts. From, you know, I'm still like, oh even God. like yesterday, I was just like, like it's just, it's beautiful, it's it's beautiful, and I know there's more uh, to Aww. come from you, and whatever form of expression um, that is, you know, I, I I'll be there to put you on blast. So, um, yeah, and. I just want to hand it over to you, sis. Just to, uh, I like to ask guests just to kind of round us off with some final words of encouragement or even a quote, uh, something that, you know, is, is special to you. Just to, yeah, wrap us up. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, a quote that I've really enjoyed hearing for um, maybe just the past year is, know your power. And mm. so... Yeah, I just want to, my final words of encouragement would be, yeah, believe in the power of your potential. And I say that to myself too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, know your power and believe in the power of your potential. 